Welcome to the Bruins Benders Podcast Season Ending Game 7 Recap with Maddie and Smitty. Brought to you on the Inside the Ring Podcast Network. InsideTheRink.com is your one-stop shop for all your NHL and ECHL news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at Inside underscore the underscore rink. Download the Inside the Rink app. Subscribe to Inside the Rink's YouTube. Smitty will tell us how to sign up for ESPN Plus because you'll have other things to watch. Yeah, you can sign up for ESPN Plus and watch all kinds of other sports. Uh, you can sign up on the Inside the Rink website. Go to InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN. I have ESPN Plus. Uh, I won't be watching any playoff hockey, but you can watch college sports and much, much more on there. So sign up at ESPN Plus uh, for ESPN Plus at InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN uh, if you feel like it. Yeah, sure. Uh, season 2, Episode 35. Abruptly ending this season, game review, 4-3 to three loss in overtime to Florida. Too many missed opportunities, as has been the case for the last uh, few games of this series. Too many bad plays with the puck. They lose three in a row at home. Uh, just not enough killer instinct, too, which to me was the most mind-boggling part of it. They had uh, a bunch of chances to to end the game, end games, and end series. Uh, you know, Bobrovsky makes a save on Pasternak in uh, Game Five, I believe it was, where he has a breakaway, could have put the Bruins up two. He makes a save on Marchand at the end of regulation that could have won the game for the Bruins and ended the series. Um, Bruins have a four three uh, three three two lead uh, at the end of regulation. Uh, Florida scores with the goalie pulled to tie it and then win it in overtime. Just uh, too many missed opportunities, too careless with the puck over and over again, all series. We said if they were uh, good with the puck, if they took care of the puck, they would win the series. They were not, and they did not. Uh, and it's as simple as that. Florida was the better team all series long. Um, you know, the Bruins had their moments, but uh, clearly not enough of them. Yeah, you know, Florida, um, healthy for the first time in a while. You know, getting Sam Bennett back was big for them. But still, the Bruins up 3-1 to one in the series, and, uh, and we'll get to it in a bit. But uh, it just seemed like they, did, they never changed the way they were playing. Uh, they did a little bit there in the second and into the third, but that's when they scored. And then they started to, for much of the third period, I thought they had more support. Like a, a, play, a teammate was standing right in the area of another teammate, and if he coughed it up, then the other teammate kind of cleaned it up. Like, it, it looked more like what they played like. But then again, as soon as they give up the goal, and of course that, as soon as they, they just went into the shell as soon as Florida pulled the goalie. It, it, they were really in command, the Bruins were, not really allowing anything and even getting their own chances. Mm -hmm. And as soon as the goalie was pulled, they just, the four guys stood in front of the net. Like, they didn't react to the puck. They didn't do much of anything. They just sort of stood there for dear life and we just created this convoy in front of Swayman. But the problem was that they gave up a, a short, short side goal, and then they can't restart. And in the overtime, they didn't really have much opportunity. Florida just kind of took it to them, and then it was over. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, mean it's, it's real. Just, it's true. I don't – I mean, I – to me, it's mind-boggling. It's frustrating. It's it's stunning. It's a lot of things. It's shocking. It's just a lot of things. Um, alas, uh, Seven Chirps is brought to you by uh, Lops Brewing. Lops is a brewing and tasting room in downtown Woonsocket, Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. Open seven days a week. Use the coupon code Sports to get ten percent off your online order. Go to lopsbrewing.com. 
Follow them at Lops Brewing for new beers and events. Trip one, 2022-23 Bruins. Biggest failure in sports history? Uh, that's that's a little steep. That's a little... How about Boston sports history? Uh, Boston sports history? Uh, I mean, they didn't even get to the cup finals. So, I mean, maybe that makes it worse. Uh, because, you know, they had a historic regular season and they lost in round one. Maybe that makes it worse. I don't know. Does losing a game seven of the Stanley Cup finals at home feel worse than this? Probably. Probably. I mean, that felt really bad. Probably. Felt really bad. So, you know what? Here's the thing about game seven. They had one game six in 2019. Came home. Yeah. And you thought, okay, they're going to win the series now. Mm-hmm. This was sort of a... You know, stumbling down the hill. <laughs> like yeah. You saw this coming f- four days ago. You know I, mean, I mean, like this is in Bruins history. It's up there. 100%. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, in 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 Boston sports history, I mean, it's 17 and 0 regular season Patriots, uh, you know, 17 and 0 yeah. Patriots going into the Super yeah. Bowl. It's it's, you know, Buckner between Both the legs. It's Bucky Dent. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, it's it's up there. It's in the top 10 for sure. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a monumental collapse. I mean, you're up three, one in the series, you have control of the series and you were the greatest regular season team in the history of the league. So yeah, it's up there. And you Uh, had two, two home games to win it. Right. Um, and, and they just, they didn't, they didn't do enough when it really mattered to close out the Panthers and you have to give the Panthers credit. They battled and battled and battled. Any anytime they got down, they had a big push and they seemed to get the goal and make the plays than what that they needed to make. And Maddie Chichuk, as much as you hate the fucking guy was a huge part of it. He sure. kind of wins the puck battle down low there in overtime. I mean, he scored an overtime winner in, in, uh, in game, what was it? Game five, game six, yeah. game five. They're all game blended. To, blend, yeah, yeah. Game five. They're all blended yeah, well, together yeah, with me now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, he was a big part of it, and his yeah, he kind of the shot. He, he yeah, was Mark Messier. He called the shot. His he kind of will come back. His kind of yeah. will to win, and and uh, you know, pulling the team uh, along with him, kind of uh, you know, that's why they traded for the guy. Uh, right. They were the President's Trophy winners last year, and and lost yeah. early on in the season. So, um, you know, <laughs> how about that? They were the they were the President's Trophy winner last year, and then make an enormous blockbuster trade to get him. Like yep. they weren't satisfied. Like they weren't like, you know what? Some shit happens. We'll cut, we'll we'll make another run at it. No, they made a a franchise altering trade. They did, uh, and they come back, and they don't really. I mean, they they squeak in, mm-hmm. but now they seem to be more playoff ready. More yeah, playoff grizzled team. Absolutely. Um, and he pulled. You know, he pulled the Messier uh, in '94. You know, called the shot and and started talking about the in the in the dressing room, and then here you have it. The Bruins, Jack and Brick have been talking about the will to win the Bruins have had all year. I didn't see it. I didn't see it toward the end. I, I don't know what happened. What, why not? Like, why not? It's just, it's hard to fathom. It really is. Chirp uh, 2, how much of an effect did changing lines and seeming to overcoach start the downfall in Game 5 when they had won two road games and seemed to have the Panthers on the ropes, it's all over, and then you come in with, Without Bergeron and Marchand together, you 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 fall one to nothing early, and now you're chasing the game the whole way. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I didn't love it. I didn't love it at the time. I I don't know why you don't just go with what was working for you. 
um, you know, stick with what worked for you all year. All of a sudden, you're, you know, you have a, a lead in, or, you know, whatever, a tied series. Was it tied 2-2? Two, two? Three, no, 3-1. Three, you were up 3-1. Yeah, yeah, you're up 3-1. And now, handily. yeah, and now all of a sudden, you're, you're just changing everything up for, for no apparent reason. You, you, you should have been sticking with what got you there. And, yeah. and instead, they, they kind of overcorrect everything. Uh, and, and, uh, it cost them. It did. Uh, they were out of sync at the beginning of game five. And, and like you said, then Florida scores and you're chasing. Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, you know, we can talk about Montgomery probably more, uh, in the off season. Cause there's going to be a lot to right. dissect oh, as we move forward. But, um, you know, is the, is, is what did he kind of, um, you know, the, the moment seemed to be maybe a little too big for him here. Yeah, I, um, it's, you know, I don't, look, I don't coach hockey. I don't, you know, whatever. But it just seemed like it did seem a little too big. He was a one game seven before with Dallas. They lost in double overtime. But that wasn't a team that won 65 games. Like, this was a lot was at stake here with Bergeron and Krejci, and they're coming back for one more ride, and you're thrust into it, and it's a really talented team. Then they sell out and get three quality players. Like, they are going for it. And then... You know, it just seemed like they almost, and I mentioned this last episode, like they, it almost seemed like they had too much depth. Like he didn't know who to play, and, and it was too much moving around and trying to pick this guy over that guy and this guy over that guy and, you know, taking Grizzlick out, you know, who was fine, you know, and then bringing Clifton in. For, but why? Like, and then Clifton just is absolutely dreadful. So I, I don't understand. And the whole goalie situation, which I agreed with sticking with Almar because he's your Vezza Trophy winner probably, and he's your guy. So if he's healthy, like you say he is, then, then play him. But then once he started taking on water and gave up four goals and then five goals, like, okay, like, you know, you got to make a, maybe make a move there or, you know, something you know, to change it up. Then you throw in Swayman in game seven, cold, hadn't, hadn't started since April 13th. And it gives up a softy early, and you're down again. And it just seemed like any move they made was just an overthink or the wrong one. And then it just sort of piled up on them. Mm -hmm. And it just, you know, it's just, it's a fair thing to ask. And we'll talk about it more, you know, going forward. But it's a fair thing to ask if that's, you know, it was a little too much for Monty there or if he needed to learn some things here. Uh, chirp three Bruins seemed to be mentally in and out was the 65 win record uh, the chasing the 65 win record uh, detrimental it absolutely was it absolutely yeah, was and was. and we we said at the time we said it uh, you know when they clinched they should have started resting guys um, you know McAvoy um, you know played a ton of minutes in the postseason um, been great for him all year he looked tired down the stretch he wasn't playing great and he looked a little tired and out of sorts in the playoffs. Like, he really didn't have a good playoff. Not a lot of guys did. Lindholm didn't really either. He didn't really rest much down the stretch. Uh, the defense as a whole, like, they were rotating guys, but it wasn't the right guys. Like, mm. it wasn't the guys who needed the rest that they were that they were rotating in and out of the lineup. It was the bottom guys who aren't going to play that fucking much in the playoffs anyways. Right. So why are you why are you resting guys that don't need the rest? Rest the guys that you're going to rely on heavily come the postseason, and they right. didn't do that. So that's another that. second guess, maybe for the coaching yeah. staff. You know, right. were you resting the right guys when it when when you had the things sewn up in the regular season? I don't right. think you were. Yeah. 
No, I decide who you're going with, and then those guys get some rest, and the other guys play. Like the other guys you think might not play unless there's an injury, you put them in there, but they're they're switching around Grizzlick and Clifton and Forbort and Zaboral and all these guys. Like when McAvoy's just logging all these minutes, Orlov, yeah. Lindholm, who was a shell of himself in this series. Um, you know, and, and in the forward group too, like it's just uh, – you know, it, there's a lot of second guessing and, and a tremendous amount, and um, it's going to continue. It's just a mm-hmm. real, you know, you could say it's a franchise altering kind of loss because you don't know what going forward is going to be about. So you put your all your eggs in the basket, and then just you know, he choked it, choked it away. Um, all right, chirp four. Is this the last time we see? Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci. Bergeron teared up when he embraced Marshan, leaving the ice, gave a final twirl. What is your guess? It's it. You know what? I thought Bergeron was going to come back after watching that. I don't think so. I don't think so. After watching that, so. he he. I mean, he was tearing up when he I when he embraced so. Bergeron and then gave kind of a final little twirl and a and a and a salute to the crowd. To me, that looked like a guy who played his last game. It yeah, did. It did. And and I think I think Krejci uh, is done as well. Like I think he came back for one kind of final kick at the can with the guys, and and you know they kind of maybe convinced them to do it. Um, but yeah, I, I think those guys are gone, and and you're looking at an entirely different team next year. Uh, yeah. So you know it's sad to see that that it had to end that way. But um, you know Bergeron and Marchand both in this game, both minus two. I mean, yeah. You know, Marshy in the beginning of the game, like, again, like, he was a lot of the culprit and turning the puck over inside the blue line and, you know, just trying to make plays that aren't there. And, you know, we've talked about Marshian being off his game for the last couple of months and actually never really being right, totally right. But he was producing stats-wise. You look at the stats and say, okay, you know, he's having a you know a good year that anybody else would love. But it just seems as though he's lost his – you know, the possession game and, and winning puck battles, not winning as much anymore. He's, he's getting older. I mean, he's, and he was hurt, and he's coming off two hips. And we've talked about how we think he's, he's going to play out this contract and be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's getting toward the end here. I mean, it's been a long time. 12, 12 seasons ago, they won the cup. Like, um, so Martian was a guy that, you know, he wasn't at the top of his game. Krejci... You know, came through today. He he seems to find a way to get a goal or an assist, like in a big playoff game. But he he is toward the end of not being able to play NHL hockey anymore. Like he can't skate that well, and it's really difficult for him to compete, especially in the playoffs. So um, yeah, I mean, it was just um, I I think Bergeron is probably seventy thirty gone. I think he might be able to be convinced after he sort of thinks about this and spends some summer with his family. I think I thought Krejci was done two months ago. Like, I think he's, I think he's done. He's not coming back, but, uh, and you know what? And it sounds, sounds terrible of me because I'm a big David Krejci fan and he was a terrific player for them. I don't know if I want him back for another, you know, I, 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 I think it's time to move on. Yeah, I think it's time to move on from, from David Krejci now and we can have his night and everybody can be happy and remember him fondly. And that's, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I was all ready tonight. I was all ready 
when they had the lead. I was like, playoff Krejci was back in game seven. I mean, he had three points tonight. Yeah, he, yeah he was excellent tonight, uh, you know, leading up to this, not much. But tonight he was right. excellent. And I'm like, oh, I was all ready to be like, playoff Kretsch. You know, that's what you want. He was in the lineup. You produced. And, and you know, you found, found a way to win a big game seven. Alas. Uh, you know, they, yep. they cough it up late and uh, then lose it in overtime. So not... Not the way you want things to end. <laughs> you know, I was ready for the net for the when Bertuzzi scored. I mean, Bertuzzi was terrific. I mean, he had five goals and five assists. Yeah. I mean, he was so good in the series and uh, such a great addition. I hope they keep him. But I was wondering who was the last Con Smythe Trophy winner to be a trade deadline acquisition? Like, I was wondering, like, mm. how many of those have there been? Because I'm just thinking ahead, which I shouldn't have. You know, so it's my fault. Everyone they lost because of me. But yeah, you know, I think that that's. That was something I thought of. Like, when was the last time a guy was picked up at the deadline and then won the Con Smythe? Like, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Chirp 5, how much value do you put on the record-breaking regular season? None. I don't either. I don't, I don't give a rat's ass. Could care less. Could yeah. care less. I don't want – honestly – Right now, I don't want their name in the record book. I don't give it to someone no. else. I don't want it because right. there's going to yeah. be a little thing next to all these other teams with an asterisk that said one Stanley Cup, and this team's yeah. not going to have that. So I could mm-hmm. give two shits right now. Take right. them out of the fucking rule book, uh, the, yeah. you know, the record book, as far as I'm concerned. Sure. I, I don't want it. I don't want it. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I just don't think it means a damn. In fact, it makes it worse. It does make it worse. Because I, I think it's a big reason why they lost. I think so, too. I think they felt the pressure, especially after they lost game six. They felt the pressure. And we both said that this was exactly the way it was going to play out. Florida was going to kick one in early. They would get down. I said they would go down 2 nothing. You said 3 nothing, And then I said they'd get one back and then get an empty netter. So we were wrong about that part. But the getting down early part, you know, then 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 the building goes quiet. And then, you know. They finally pulled one back on the power play and it got the place jumping again. And then obviously, you know, tied it, took the lead, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it played out just how we thought it would uh, overall. And uh, just not good enough. Just not good enough. You know, you know, before the series started, if I told you in the first series that the Bruins would score 11 power play goals, you would say, oh, Jesus, they won in a sweep. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. I mean, after all the talk about the power play all year long, they scored 11 power play goals in the in the seven games. Yeah. And and two tonight and didn't uh, They scored enough they goals to win the series. They, did. they, they did. scored enough goals to win the series. They did. But they, they did. just had egregious defensive zone turnovers and mind farts and fuck ups and all yeah. of that and it cost them the fucking series. It did. It, did. it cost them the it series. Did. Too many self-inflicted wounds cost them the series. They scored enough to win. Tonight did Charlie McAvoy just inexplicably make a stupid ass play in his own end. Like, and just, there were so many times that Swayman had to make a save because McAvoy would just, at the last second, try to make a pass through a stick, deflected, still in the zone. Like, I just, what the hell are you doing? Like, it's just, I, I don't know. It's just, it was, it was mind boggling to me. It's probably the pressure, it's probably the stakes. But then when they take the lead, I thought that it really looked like they took the pressure off themselves. They're like, okay, we can do this. And then it didn't happen. Uh, all right, trip number six. Here's here's the question of the night. If Bruce Cassidy is the coach with this amount of depth and talent, do the Bruins advance? Yes. The yes, answer is do. yes. They 100% do. Because, go ahead. Go ahead. 
I was all right. So Bruce, Bruce would not have uh, panicked and jumbled all the lines around after game four, uh, going into game five. He wouldn't have done that. So that's one thing. They would have played a more structured defensive game, I think. So that's another. Uh, they the the defense didn't have a lot of points in this series, so that wouldn't have been. Like, that's what they did all year. They had a bunch of points all year long, and in the series, they didn't do any of that. So it's not like that would have been a big difference between Cassidy and Montgomery because they didn't do it in this series. The defense didn't score. So that would have been like what Cassidy had been doing all of last year. Uh, and he probably would have read them the riot act a few times and maybe snapped them out of a, uh, some of the malaise that they were in, maybe called a timeout. He's just got more experience than Montgomery does as a head coach. And I think that showed uh, when it mattered the most. I think so too. And I think that, that Cassidy would have probably pulled Olmark. He probably would have played Swayman earlier mm-hmm. in the series too, because he did it last year Yeah, when he took Swayman and put Swayman in there and he got to game seven. He dragged him to game seven, I thought, with Carolina. Mm-hmm. He didn't win any road games. Uh, and I think that Bruce would have, like you said, put a, put a little firecracker in their ass and, and got him going a few times when they really looked like it. And Montgomery has even admitted that he's let the, the room handle it uh, and hasn't had to do a lot of that motivational stuff or, or, or co- you know, that type of coaching. And I think that in this situation, he had to do it. And that was my worry coming in uh, at the end of the year. And I even mentioned on this podcast is, can Montgomery do those types of things in the playoffs? It's different. Can he, can he take the reins? and be assertive and make the changes that need to be made. And I think that he probably tried to, but it was in a weird, awkward fashion and did it and overthought it and uh, was trying to, trying to take the reins from the leadership because they knew it was, was headed south, and he just didn't pull the right strings. And it was, um, it was detrimental to the team. I think Cassidy gets them. Look, they didn't love Cassidy, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't have moved on from Cassidy because obviously most of the guys in the room – we're just done with them. So yeah. they had to. I get it. But it but in this scenario, you need a guy like Cassidy, like Paul Maurice. Yeah, I mean to it, say, okay, this is what we're doing. It was absolutely you know? time for a new voice. Uh, I mean yeah. it was. You know coaches in the NHL go stale after a certain amount of time. It's they just the, it's just yeah. the way that it that it goes in the NHL. So they do they did need to move on. But in this in this instance, uh, you know, hypothetical that we're talking about here, um, you know, Cassidy has more experience and 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 that makes a difference uh, when the games are the biggest. Uh, we do have some comments uh, from Mario. He says, shows you that the playoffs are a different animal and it doesn't matter what you do during the season. Just saying. Uh, and he said, also, why not just start your number one goalie? Shake my head. Um uh, mm. You know, I advocated for Swayman because um, I thought Olmark looked hurt to me. If he's healthy, if he was 100% healthy, I would have said, sure, go with Olmark. He's your Vezina winner, and he, and he got you there. But I didn't, I, didn't think, I, just, I didn't think he looked good in game six at all. I think he's, I think he's hurt. I think he was laboring on some side-to-side pushes that, that uh, he just didn't seem like he had the same mobility and would give you the best chance to win. Um, right. You know, in hindsight, you know, you can say, um, you know, if Olmark's in there, does he make some of these saves? Maybe, but he also let in, you know, a softy in game six. So, uh, and then Connor Green says, Jim Montgomery shouldn't bother coming back. <laughs> well, that's a, yeah, I mean, 
I learned this a long time ago in coaching. You never make any changes right after an emotional loss because you fire everybody. Yeah, everybody absolutely. Sucks. You know, I've done that many times. Yeah. But, uh, but Jim Montgomery, it'd be hard to, it'd be hard to, you know, let him go after 65 wins. And yeah. I think with the roster changes that are going to happen and some of the younger guys coming in, they want him to be the guy to bring the younger guys on. Uh, I don't think this was a great, you know, showing by him in any stretch of the imagination. Hopefully he learns from it. Um, but he's not, it's one of those situations. He's not a bad coach. In fact, he's probably a pretty good one. Yeah. But he just didn't have the experience and he, and it got away from him. Mm -hmm. And he, and I, I really believe he overcoached it when they came back for game five. Yeah. I, I, I just think he did. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he'll learn from this and, and going forward, you know, he'll be a better coach for it. And, and hopefully, you know, you know, the Bruins will be a better team for it, uh, although uh, it's going to be a drastically different-looking team, uh, yeah. you know, as we move forward. And speaking of that, chirp number seven, where do the Bruins go from here? Well, where do they go? <laughs> Hawk Ballard just sent us a little comment that says, so where do we see ourselves next year, playoffs again? I think they're a playoff team again next year, whatever moves they make. They have a core of really good players. Now, they're going to have to do some salary cap gymnastics. They certainly but are. They, uh, they, they will have a, a good team. I, they're not going to be first in the Atlantic, probably. They're not going to mm. be first. They're not going to be the President's Trophy winner. But I think they'll be a playoff team. Um, where do they go from here? They got to make a decision on who they want to keep out of all their UFAs. They have to, to figure out with Frederick and Swayman their RFAs what that price point is. I think Freddie is arbitration eligible. Mm -hmm. um, Swayman. You know, it's going to command. I mean, he's a four to five million dollar goalie. Yeah, he you know, probably so is. Know, so I don't know if that's you know one more year of of uh, one more bridge year and keep both of them, or you make a you make a really tar hard decision on one or the other uh, to keep to keep those goalies. Uh, I would like to see them keep Bertuzzi. I was all in on Orlov. <clears throat> I'm less in on Orlov now um, because if he if he's too overpriced. I think you let him go. Yeah, I I'm all in on Bertuzzi uh, as well. Yeah. I think you do whatever you can to to sign that guy because he seems to um, relish kind of uh, the way the Bruins play. Uh, he has a good chemistry with Pasternak. He's he's uh, he's a playoff performer. Shows uh, sure. his first time in the playoffs this year. Uh, I mean, cool. he did. He was uh, the basically the Conn Smythe winner in the American League, whatever they call that. Uh, and won a won a Calder Cup with the Grand Rapids Griffins when he was in uh, the Detroit Miners, but yeah. uh, you know he seems to rise to the occasion in the in the playoffs. So I'm doing whatever I can to keep that guy. I'm with you on Orlov. If the price is you know a lot more than six, um, you oh, know God, I'm yeah. I'm not doing that. I don't think for him because uh, no. he's going to be 31, and you have you know maybe a Mason Lowry or some other guys maybe that could step in for cheaper money uh, in order to sign guys like Frederick and, and Bertuzzi. So, um, you know, maybe unless you can get them kind of on a team-friendly deal, I'd be willing to, to re-sign Orlov. Um, but maybe you make a move with Allmark. Maybe it's a trade of Allmark, and you could get a substantial amount for him because he's coming off a Vezina trophy. 
and you have Swayman as your number one guy and you and you bring up, you know, Brandon Bussey or one of these guys, Kyle Kaiser, one of these guys from from Providence and and kind of save a little bit of money there. They're going to have to figure some things out. Uh, we'll talk more about it in the offseason, but I do think they'll probably be a playoff team because, you know, you do have a pretty solid core still returning. Yeah, you, you, you do. And I and I think that Elmark would be a real sort of ballsy move to trade him. But I think it might be the right move if they get it, if they get the right return and if you know, if they sign Swayman at a decent number and you have you have Bussy or someone else, get a get a veteran or something. Um, you can't keep them both long term. I mean you just can't have two five or six million dollar goalies. It's you can't no. do it. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, Boston's hometown sportsbook is live right here in Massachusetts. Bet local on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home with DraftKings. So to celebrate, all new customers will receive up to $200 in bonus bets when you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook using code ITR. You can now bet local on money line spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbooks, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with the code ITR to get up to $200 in bonus bets to use now that mobile sports betting is live in Massachusetts. That's code ITR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, call 800-327-5050 or visit helplinema.org to speak with a trained specialist free and confidentially 24-7, 21 plus, physically present in mass, eligibility restrictions apply, subject to regulatory licensing requirements, eligibility and deposit restrictions apply, opt-in required, bonus issues as free bets, terms at draftkings.com slash ma. All right, beauties and benders and the three beauties uh, for this game seven, beauty number three. Paul Maurice. Gonna love you, eh? They're gonna be loving you from dawn until dusk. You know, we, and let's just, I was just say this. We like, coming into the series, we like, we kind of like Paul Maurice. Yeah. You know, he's has some night, he has some cool memes and he has yeah. some cool, uh, you know, antics on the, on the bench. And we kind of like the guy. Uh, and he pulled the right strings in this, in this uh, series. Um, he kept the team together, he kept them fighting. Um, you know, he was able to bring in Bobrovsky at the right time mm-hmm. uh, when Alex Lyon was really struggling. And Bobrovsky didn't play great, yeah. but he made some really timely saves. The stats aren't terrific, but timely saves, like big-time saves mm-hmm. that you need to win a series. So Maurice, uh, definitely, I would say, and I hate to say, you know, out-coach this guy and out-coach that guy. I think that Maurice was the better coach, did a better job this series. Absolutely, 100% true. Can, nothing you can say to refute that. No. Uh, beauty number two, David Krejci. Going to love you, eh? They're going to be loving you from dawn until dusk. As you said before, playoff Krejci, in effect, a goal and two assists. Uh, he's responsible for all three goals, and this one shows up in the postseason. One of the best Bruins postseason performers we've had uh, in a long, long time. And probably his last game as a Bruin, and we look forward to David Krejci night sometime soon. We absolutely do. Uh, 46. Uh, you think 46 will be up in the rafters? Uh, you know what? I would. I, I really would. I, and I think that, you know, I, I look through the players, and I think was it Cashman? Yeah. Who has a similar uh, career numbers-wise to Krejci. So I think so too. I think he should be up there and, you know, played a thousand games, uh, really good player, you know, won a cup. So I I think he deserves to be up there. Yeah. So, and then beauty number one, uh, someone who just definitely deserves to be up there Patrice Bergeron. Gonna love you. eh? They're going to be loving you from dawn until dusk. 
Uh, Bergeron, the ultimate Bruin, uh, on the uh, Mount Rushmore of Bruins, for sure. Uh, played his entire career with Boston. If this is his last go of it, which it seemed to be at the end of the game tonight, um, he was just terrific. Uh, you know, we went you know, almost half our lives, a good 40% of our lives with Patrice Bergeron being a Boston Bruin, and we're old. So that says a lot about Bergeron, and uh, a great two-way player should be a Selkie winner again for six, uh, should change the, the award to the Bergeron Award, uh, and I hope they do, and he'll be up in the rafters, and just along with Ray Bork and uh, Bobby Orr, you know, as far as long-time Bruins, great Bruins players, you know, iconic Bruins players, he's certainly up there. He is. Uh, yeah, he deserves all the accolades. You know, one of the best 200-foot players in the history of the league. Uh, you know, he should, like you said, win his sixth Selkie, you know, a Stanley Cup champion, uh, a surefire Hall of Famer. Um, you know, he did everything the right way. He's everything you would want in a captain and a Bruin. Um, you know, just an unfortunate end if if that's his uh, if that's his last game. Yeah, no, no question about it. We hope Bergie comes back, and and you know maybe he will. It all depends on how much this, uh, how much he would want to right the wrongs of this uh, series. All right, so we'll move on to the Benders now. Uh, number three, the goaltending of the Boston Bruins. Ah, the Bender. <laughs> Just not good enough. Uh, just not good enough when it when it mattered the most. Um, I thought just briefly when Swayman made the save on Tuchuk, uh, I believe it was an overtime on the partial it breakaway was. there. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, that's yeah. the save we needed. Now let's yeah. win this fucking thing. And right. sure enough, you know, they lose a puck battle down low, which is the story of the series uh, in we Florida. Yeah, Tuchuk and, and Bennett, and, uh, you know, they find Verhage with an absolute snipe just short side under the bar, um, you know, and, you know, he was a sniper all year. He had 42 goals, and, and yeah. he found a, found a spot and put it put it in the right place. But, uh, yeah, the goaltending overall just wasn't good enough. I mean, from all Mark's gaff uh, that cost them in overtime in Game 5 to, you know, a couple of soft goals, uh, you know, it just wasn't good enough. Bobrovsky made the big saves, the timely saves, and the Bruins uh, goaltenders, for the most part, didn't. No, they didn't, and it, it and it went downhill as the season as the series went on. And then they were they there was a lot of indecision there, confusion. Was Almar Kurt? Should you put Swayman in? Um, you know, late, waiting to the last minute to to announce goaltenders before games, and um, it just didn't seem like they were that comfortable as a team, really. Really, the whole series just seemed like they just weren't comfortable, like they had been all year. Uh, and speaking of uncomfortable, how about that? Bruinston Bruins defense, Bender number two. Ah, the Bender. Uh, they looked uncomfortable the entire series. I think it was the Florida forecheck. I mean, Lindholm looked kind of scared out there, like he didn't want to get hit. Um, you know, for the most part, all of the players, all of the defensemen were turning the puck over back there. Forward had some terrible games. Clifton was awful, especially in, in game six. Uh, I thought their two, their two best defensemen probably in their own end were Grizzlick and Kylo. Yes. Uh, of all, of all yeah. people. Right. I mean, uh, Orlov had some, had some nice offensive plays. I think he had five or six assists in the series. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and McAvoy had, you know, three or four assists, um, but, you know, not enough from the defense when that was one of their uh, hallmarks all year long was, was offense from the defense. They didn't get it. 
And then they uh, were the best defensive team in the league all year, and they were just poor in their own end all series long, and it cost them. It cost them the series. Uh, Poor defense, bad decision-making, and and turnovers, and and there you go. Uh, You lose a series that you probably should have won. Yeah, I gave up 15 goals in the last three games, and uh, I'm with you. I I thought Brandon Carlo, you know, for for the most part, played a really good series. I thought he was, you know, more confident with the puck. I thought he made more decisive plays with the puck. I thought he was more physical yeah. than he typically is. I thought he was clearing guys. Today, he, he threw someone against the boards from, from in front of the net. He did. You know, and they get a penalty for it, a matching penalty, but that's the type of play you wanted from Carlo. He looked really confident, I thought, and played a really solid series, I thought. And I thought when Grizzik was in there, he was fine. I mean, he only played, you know, whatever it was, 12 minutes a game or whatever. Like, like we said, you know, those, those guys aren't going to play a ton anyway. But you didn't noticeably say, Jesus, Grizzlick is turning it over, or Grizzlick doing this, or Grizzlick getting, you know, hemmed in, or, mm-hmm. or he, he get, he's, he's getting beat up. I didn't see that at all. I thought, I thought we saw the good Grizzlick. And those were the two guys. And if you said that at the beginning of the series, I would have said you were crazy. Yeah. But they were, and if they're your best two, you're in trouble. Well, that, that's, that's what I was just going to say. You know, if you say, oh, you know, who are your best, you know, if you go into the series or at the end of the series, you say your best two defense with a Grizzlick and Kylo, you know, did you win or lose the series? Uh, you probably lost the series. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah. that's not what you're looking for. And it's not an indictment on those guys. It's an indictment on the rest of the defense that, that didn't really come to play, uh, you know, and live up to uh, the expectation that the Bruins and, and the fans had for them. Uh, all right. So, uh, Bender number one is this feeling right here. Proud of Bender. Ate it. I don't like it at all. I was nervous all day, and now I'm sick to my stomach, and uh, I, I just I don't like it. You know, I, I've been a Bruins fan all my life. I used to yell at the TV when I was a little kid, and my mother used to tell me that she would turn the TV off if I if I couldn't watch the game and, and just you know because I would blow my stack as like an eight year old. I would be yelling at people to shoot or you know why. Are you, yeah doing this or whatever so i've always been there and and uh (laughs) i I don't know if there's another team in town that when they lose it puts me in as much of a bad mood so this is gonna this is gonna sting for a while this is gonna it's gonna this is gonna take me a while to get over this and you know i'm not gonna be outwardly you know vicious to anyone but just know that it's on it's 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 on it's underneath it's in this it's under the surface so if you if you if you if you needle me enough, my top is going to explode. I don't yes. own any weapons, so you're lucky yeah. as far as that goes. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my shit if someone pushes me the wrong way, like uh, yeah, Michael Douglas yeah. and falling down or whatever. I'm just if gonna. I, if I don't get fired this week, it would be a mini miracle <laughs> because someone's just gonna say the wrong thing. Yeah. Uh, he said, "Hey, how about those Bruins?" Because everybody knows I do a Bruins yeah. podcast. If someone gives me one of those. Look out, cook out. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be not going to be pretty. No. Um, all right. So next game sometime in fucking October. <laughs> uh, that's when it's going to be because it's not going to be any time this week. No. Nope. As the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, and you know what? I just have this feeling that the Maple Leafs are going to win in like four or five, that they're going to dust the Panthers. Probably really true. Do. Probably really true. Do. Let down city game one Leafs win six two, like. Let down city for Florida and mate Montreal and sorry, Montreal, Toronto just crushes. Them. Well, Toronto, now that they got the monkey off their back, I think they're probably yeah. feeling a huge Boston. sense of relief. And Boston's out. Like, yeah. Did you hear the fans? Yeah. Toronto we want Florida. Want well, they Florida. got them now. They, they got, got them. them. So, yeah. you know, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, a huge sense of relief up there, and yeah. and they, you know, they don't have to face the Bruins. So I'll tell you um, what, they're going to the they if they don't go to the Stanley Cup final, then they they choke too. Like they, this is a just a fantastic opportunity for them. Yeah, to go play in the Stanley Cup final, and potentially win it this year. This is this is their year, and if they if they lose to Florida, then they should be just as ashamed because uh, they they should beat Florida. Uh, Bruins affiliates playoff update. Hey, how about the Providence Bruins down two games? <laughs> We're full of good, good news here. They've scored one goal in two games. Yeah, it that seems to by, seems to run. Uh, <laughs> seems to be system wide. Seems to be yeah. organizationally wide. Yeah, you know what was a, another kick in the ass was Anton Bleed scored for Hartford. Great back. Yeah, yeah. So he scored a goal, and uh, Bru- uh, Providence Bruins down two games to none and have scored one goal. In the first two games, not much from Merkulov or Lysel, and not a not a great look. Uh, and the Maine Mariners lost four games to two to Reading, so they are out of the ECHL playoffs. Maine Mariners had a great year, and uh, congrats to Terrence Wallen. Did a great job, got a two-year extension from it, and we look forward to talking to him. Maybe we'll have him him on for a little year recap and see what's going on with them in the offseason. Um, go to InsideTheRink.com for Bruins Benders merchandise. Follow us at Bruins Benders on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Download the Inside the Rink app. Go to Inside the Rink YouTube page and subscribe. You'll see our content there. Please rate and review on Apple and subscribe and follow on the podcast platform. Sign up for ESPN Plus at InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN. And go to DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app and use the code ITR to get 200 dollars in bonus bets we will see you a week from wednesday let's we'll in a little extra time may the 10th next episode thanks for listening all season long we'll recap it in 10 days until then try to sleep tonight uh thanks a lot for uh <laughs> staying with us all year long no seriously thanks a lot for being with us all year long we really appreciate uh everybody taking the time to uh to listen to the podcast or watch us on uh, youtube or facebook or twitter or any of those things and uh we really appreciate uh everyone following along and and uh you know hopefully the bruins can come back uh with a better effort next year so thanks a lot bye-bye Lamb, you really gets me high. Bam, a lamb, you know that.